Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. All right. You guys ready? Awesome. All right, welcome to another episode of Boots, Balls, and Bras. This is our episode seven of season two, and we've got a really special one because uh, we are here today at Harris Academy in Bermondsey, and we have a live audience. How are you guys doing? Good. <laughs> hey. All right, I'm going to um, hand over to Eartha because it was your idea to bring us here today for this week, which is International Women's Day week. What are you, Earth? Yeah, amazing. Uh, and it's great to, to be here. Um, as Beck said, we've, we've got a very special week this week. It's about celebrating women and looking at all the great initiatives that are happening up and down the country. Um, really, we want to sort of kick off around looking at how we can link that to the legacy of what's happened with the lionesses in the summer and how well that went. Um, but I thought it was really important to bring it back to sort of grassroots football and really what does that really look like on the ground in terms of the girls that we're trying to inspire to get involved in the game. And we're really talking about a game for all. It's not just about participating. It's about the different jobs that you can get within the game, whether that's refereeing or coaching. And I thought it'd be good to kick it with educators who are, who are there to help sort of supervise those girls and help them navigate those pathways, but also hear a little bit more from from the girls themselves. So we're going to get into that as well as doing some roundups of obviously we had the Conti Cup this weekend, WSL. So we've got some results to to go over in terms of that as well. So I guess we're not going to waste any, any more time and we're going to introduce the amazing Kashana Kelly, who is uh, the P teacher here at Harris Bermondsey and also head of year seven and really just hear about what does the legacy mean for her in terms of her work and educating the, the next generation? And what does that look like in terms of her career as a former player and coach as well? So over to you, Kashana. Thank you, Erfa. And um, thank you, guys. It's, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Um feel honoured to be on this table of the BBB crew. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, and yeah, what an important week. Um, I think the legacy is huge. It's, you know, we want to try and build on that momentum and we want to try and make the, the next generation of young people want to try and make it a little bit easier for them um, to navigate their way through um, their journey playing football. Um, I mean, on the ground here in school, some of the things that, you know, would be helpful for us is, you know, they, they have access to, 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 to the sport, to football throughout the day. Um, we're quite fortunate that we're an all girls secondary school and, um, some of the barriers that some other schools might have where it's not on the curriculum football or it might not be here as an en enrichment club. We don't have that. We're fortunate in that aspect. So we've got football at, um, after school. We've got it in our curriculum for about seven weeks of the term of the year so that that is a good thing that's a plus for us here um yeah and, and and just on that obviously the FA have the and Barclays have the biggest ever football session happening tomorrow for International Women's Day we've already had 200,000 girls signed up to take part in that and I know for you guys it's just something that you do so it's part of you'll be part of that anyway 
what the initiatives like that actually mean in reality is it just a one-off thing or actually does there need to be more in terms of the rest of the year and actually going forward rather than this one-off day and this one-off initiative? Mm, I think, yeah, good question. I think it should definitely be not a one-off thing. It should be a reoccurring thing. Um, Someone like the FA uh, running that initiative is is huge, right? Mm -hmm. So I think if if that was was more frequent throughout the year, I think that you'd encourage more um, young people to get involved, encourage teachers, coaches to get that going. Um, yeah, because like for for us, we've gone from a place where we sometimes have 30, 40 to kids at enrichment clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's a that's a normal thing for us. Um, and I guess just on that, I think for me, I always try to look at what are the things that stop the other girls from taking part in in those sessions. So you mentioned that it's an all girls school, so you have about nine hundred here in terms yep. of your cohort. You have numbers in terms of thirty or fifty out of that accessing. For me, what are the barriers in terms of other girls taking part in those sessions? I don't know if Bex or Farrah want to mention about maybe stuff that they sort of went through and if it's still, we're still seeing the same things with your girls. So I just think maybe some of the experiences I had in school or even working in as a coach coming into a school was more that the qualifications within the teaching system, they weren't educated around football, so therefore wouldn't teach the lesson. Yep. Do you reckon it's that's dependent on schools, whether if they're interested in a sport, it's probably more driven in schools. 100%. 100%. When I started here about eight years ago, the 3G pitch was just a concrete surface. Um, and luckily the principal... You used to cut out my legs, that. Yeah, it got concrete <laughs> surface. And then my I was here for maybe two years and it turned into a 3G pitch because um, there was a need for it. The girls love football. And because I could be considered as a um expert expert in football coaching because that's my background I've come from being a football coach so um there's a neat you know the teacher's driven teacher wants to do uh football so then the kids sort of uh, follow suit 100% I I can vouch for that as a teacher I always delivered the the football syllabus uh when being a PE teacher dance wasn't happening because you had to take your shoes off and I didn't want to touch the dirty floor so (laughs) I used to swap over in terms of that what about for you is is it different in terms of like school and enrichment and access to football how was that internationally it'd be good to hear yeah I was just about to ask so if if you don't have a teacher who likes football does that mean that there's potentially no opportunity for girls to mm-hmm. learn football in this country is that unfortunately that 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 is a yes wow. that that is definitely a barrier yeah. if the teacher's not skilled or or not interested then you know it's unlikely it's more unlikely they're going to put on that extra enrichment and and drive it forward and be yeah. committed cuz cuz yeah cuz back to I grew up in I was born in LA um does anyone know where that is no I'm just kidding yeah. <laughs> um and so in school we we had all of the different sports we had basketball and swimming and and football and well we call it soccer um but then actually uh, outside of that we had a lot of different clubs so girls had access to any you know football you could play AYSO which is anyone can play or you could go to a club where then it's pay to play so we we really had no barriers to playing soccer but also soccer is soccer is an American <laughs> sport for for girls for women because of the US women's national team you guys maybe know um so so it is totally different vibe so yeah for me it's like it's one of the things being here living here for the last 5 years that feels like that can't be possible. You know the open letter that mm-hmm. obviously the lionesses, they want their legacy to carry on through the success in the Euros. That open letter going to the government and whatever for it to be compulsory within schools, equal access for, for girls and boys, mm-hmm. that still won't happen because of the 
the qualifications, I guess, of the teachers within them schools because that was, I went to two different senior schools mm -hmm. and that was one barrier. One school was heavy on football. Mm -hmm. They had male teachers that were really driven by football. Mm. The other school had male and female PE teachers mm -hmm. but wasn't interested in football. So it never happened for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a shame. So I think the next thing that we can look at, what we should be looking at to, to alleviate that barrier is getting skilled coaches in to deliver those sessions for those girls. Because why, why mm -hmm. should they miss out just because the teacher's skill set is not that sport, mm. you know? Yeah. Uh, but is that, but is that a reality? Because obviously we look at, yeah, yeah, we look at school budgets mm. and they're already stretching in terms of, uh, energy costs and staffing. Like, is that going to be a priority in terms of actually let's make sure that, they get to do football or they get to that it, it's even important for me Ooh, it has to be a core subject on the curriculum mm. where it's not a recommendation that they have two hours actually these are core aspects that should be embedded within within teaching because it benefits their well-being it gets them to be up and about and not sitting behind a desk it gets them to learn new skills and, and there's loads of other life skills that you can get from it so mm. it's all great having that letter but what does that realistically look like in reality and touching on what you said Bex in terms of accessing football even from a primary school level like it, it used to be used as a punishment so teachers who what? don't like doing phys ed <laughs> if the kid messes up they're like okay we're not going outside today oh, we're staying no. in doing that would have been like <laughs> my math. personal hell if anyone had that in oh, my day no oh. every single one of you girls is really even, like, even senior never mind just primary I had senior insane. school too like, I went playing in the playground at so lunch punishment break. was you couldn't play in the playground yeah. because the teachers were not confident <laughs> in, in teaching it so they, they usually like, they wanted they, to punish you anyway they wanted well, yeah. it was cold they usually specialise in like maybe English maths or whatever yeah, yeah. like normal subjects and then to go out and now have to put trainers on and do a sport for them it's a bit scary so th that's a question that I have so in, in the US we have physical education teachers and I assumed it was the same here do you have teachers that are primarily trained in physical education and whereby they would then learn basketball rules volleyball rules soccer rules them. football like but is football, that yeah, yeah, football don't sit in that football don't football sit in that well I never did that in, it was like hockey and round madness like yes wait so what so, so you do have physical education yeah, teachers yeah, yeah. 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 so at the moment yeah. that's what it that's what it's mm. like for us here we need to be skilled in all of those uh, yeah, sports yeah. Um, to a high level to be able to teach it and deliver it to the kids so that they can access it at GCSE if that's the case. Mm. Is football so, on yeah. that now? Football for us here, football's on here? that. Yeah, okay. Okay. It, was, yeah. it never used to be and it wasn't an option yeah. for me in school. Football's on there. It's the first sport of the year, September, autumn term. Um, we extended it recently, actually. We said, look, let's have them rather than just doing it for five weeks. We, we trialled it last year. We did it for a whole term. So uh, September, October for the whole of autumn term, mm -hmm. because just to consolidate the skills, because we have, we're unfortunate we have them for one hour a week and they have one hour dance. That's another mm -hmm. issue that some schools face. They have one hour P, one hour dance. So we said, look, one hour a week for five weeks, they're not going to take anything away. You have to mm -hmm. end up reteaching the whole thing again in year eight because they haven't consolidated much. All oh, right, takes 12 right. weeks, no? But yeah. that all to be, well, when I was doing my coaching within schools, mm -hmm. they were saying, and even so, you'd have to go back over it the following week and continue that kind of, but it's this one skill that took that long. We wouldn't be able to go in and say, for example, do running with the ball one mm -hmm. week, I don't know, receiving and passing and receiving. So you'd have to do that running with the ball for 
at yep. least minimum six weeks yep. for them can't, to get that skill. Can't you give them homework? <laughs> I'd be like, run with the ball every well, single day at home. We try that, but, do <laughs> but they even do even it? the terminology is different. <laughs> yeah. homework, right? Right? Like, even terminology, like football terminology in school, and how you have to deliver yeah. that is different to football terminology completely. Like yeah. I'm saying, running with the ball, we don't really talk about that. It's like right. dribbling or whatever. Right. Like sending and receiving, yep. it's not. It's, it's passing, right? Yeah. So the yep. language is different when you're. I don't know if you the same here, but I know when You've got I had to go into schools. Yep my terminology would have to change. 100%, absolutely, yeah. And I think yeah. just to add, all of this is almost looking at, I guess, different pathways to, I guess, girls accessing the sport and maybe going on to competition and to elite level. So I guess the next question is, if they don't have a teacher who's interested, how do they get that representation? I know there's a lot talked about representation of the lionesses in the summer and what that looks at. Mm-hmm. We've got a cross-section here of... Um, your girls out yep. of 900 and it looks extremely diverse and if this is what we're getting from an inner city London school mm-hmm. and we're not seeing that transitioning into our lioness teams what can we do or what's your thoughts in terms of that representation yeah unfortunately my, my, my initial thought on that comment is that the gap I feel I'm frightened that the gap is getting bigger in terms of a diverse mix of girls accessing the sport at, at, at elite level just because number one distance We've got a year 11 student here who, fortunately, my links with the men's game, boys' youth game, was able to get her up to Chelsea um, for a trial. Um, and it's just so far. I mean, luckily, mm. she's got she's a two-parent family home, so she's got support to get there. But, you know, put, take that out of the equation and it's a single-parent home, which a lot of our, sometimes our kids, you know, are facing that situation. They just wouldn't be able to get there. So the distance is an issue. And then the other issue is obviously the cost as well. Mm. So unfortunately for her where she's at Cobham development I think they call it oh, that's, she, where I've chose, that's where I come from the smallest far right yeah Cobham is far yeah it's up in the yeah. sticks I say yeah. so I come today um, and she's at, they, they train so at private country. school yeah it's, it's up in the sticks <laughs> and I think she's training up there maybe once or twice a week mm. at a private school I forget the name of the private school ACS private school right. uh, so they but she's got to pay for that you know for mm. me that I feel like that's just a barrier another barrier mm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and, and prior to that, we was able to. I got on the minibus, our school minibus, and I took a couple of years back. I took three girls up there to Cobham for a trial uh, about four, four, five years ago. And they, they've got the fundamentals, the athleticism, competitiveness, competitiveness, uh, but they lack technical skill mm-hmm. because they don't have that. Te- I think it's ten thousand touches you meant mm-hmm. to get. Mm-hmm. They don't have that, and it comes back to the grassroots. You know, schools not opening up the gates, pitches at lunch times for them to play, or it's not on the curriculum. So unfortunately, that's that's my opinion on that. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm wary that that gap mm-hmm. is getting is getting wider because mm-hmm. when they do get there, you know, they just don't they're not on par with 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 the girls that are up there because they've they live close to the vicinity in Cobham and all those other areas. Mm-hmm. So they're able to go there twice a week, etc., and get access to the sport. Mm-hmm. And our girls down here just I think they don't get enough so that when they when they get there, they're sort of you know you're not on the same. I was say, I was saying that like definitely our our sport in, in terms of football the class mm-hmm. is changing. Yeah. So like I'm going back to when I grew up and no way would I be able to access football now when mm-hmm. I look at it from my background You're going like I grew up. Like socioeconomic everything class, like money getting there involved. financial yeah, yeah one parent family four sport, kids right? yeah. it's, it, the sport's changing from like mm-hmm. a working class to like as you say middle class yeah, sport gotcha. which is which is crazy and all of these kids that we're looking at now are missing out. I would have been one of these kids mm-hmm. in the city London that wouldn't get it's not, I'm sure they're not getting the opportunity that I got. We had youth clubs. We had schools that would open gates, at the, you know, after school where you can go in and use their facilities. I mean, I don't know if your school has that access, but we're limiting access. Youth clubs, I don't mm. see any youth clubs nowadays. Mm. 
but they all had facilities for me to go and play football. Mm. Just uh, to play. Without play. a coach. Without, without a coach. I lived in the cage. Me too. That's, literally, yeah. I lived in the cage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My sister, what was your address? My sister bashes <laughs> me every day <laughs> now for it. She said, he was never at home doing the, doing any of the chores. Yeah, yeah. He was always in a football pitch. Yeah. But your school then, so did they open, like you talk about the new facilities, did they open it up for kids to come back to out of school hours or? Unfortunately, like we want it open at lunchtime, but unfortunately it's not at the moment because of staffing issues. Um, after school, yes. And does we, it need to be, does it need to be, like we talk about, does it need to be staffed? Yes. Technically, yes, for, for it does. Yeah. For safeguarding. Safeguarding. See, I think, I, yeah. I also think all that safeguarding mm. is now an issue within sport. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I, I, like I coach or coached at academies mm-hmm. and parents have to sign kids in and out. Yeah. Now my mum wasn't coming with me. Yeah. So in terms, mm-hmm. and you're not allowed somebody else's parent to sign you in and out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So again, there's another barrier for some kids that would use public transport to get to facilities. Yeah. That's another barrier, right? So arguably, it was, it's course. more professional and more safe for kids. But so it's also becoming more middle class. More yes. fair, it's yeah, becoming yeah, taken yes. away yes. from what yeah, you know yeah. our street yeah. kids would would yeah. N- yeah. need to access sport. Yeah. Can I can ask because you mentioned like you grew up in the cages. How did you get into teaching then? Like you were playing, obviously, and then you play. Where, how? Where did you play? How did you play? Yeah, so I, that's level? how I met Erfa. I think we met. I met Erfa first at Charlton. Correct. I was Charlton. fortunate enough to, to to play there. I don't know what the coach <laughs> saw in me, but um, I was grateful for the opportunity, you know, to rub shoulders with people like the likes of Erfa, and I was fortunate enough to play with like I think Casey and Any. They were also in the team. Yeah. Casey Stoney, wow. they were on the team. So um, yeah. it was come in there then. Come in, Walker. Yeah, yeah. So great experience for me. Um, and then, so that, that's literally, we, we were there for, I think I was there for a year. Yeah. And then at the end of that year, the men's team folded, if you remember, mm-hmm. and then the funds for the women's team cut. Oh. And so, um, with other responsibilities, I think I had my, my daughter at that time. So I decided to just, you know, leave. I think I was maybe 20. I came to football late, actually, mm-hmm. uh, about 25 years old. So I decided to leave football anyway and just focus on work and family. And then I went into football coaching. I worked for David Beckham's Football Academy. She's probably being serious. She's actually being serious. One of the girls just freaked out. I was there for five years. No, you um, stole my name. I know Bex. Yeah, no. yeah. working alongside her for um, a game. We yeah. both work there. I followed oh, Bex there. Yeah, mm-hmm. a, a few of you, Casey country. as well, right? Casey, Casey was there, Stoney was there yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so it's now that, at San Diego Wave. Yeah. Huh? So yeah. it's all this stuff in terms of like when back then you had to have another job. So yeah. everyone used to do their coaching badges so that they were qualified to to have some income. And yeah, our, our manager worked at the Beckham yeah. Academy as well, so was allowed allowed to have that sort of pipeline. And I think like similar to where Vic at Arsenal worked for the men's team, and the girls were working the laundry because mm-hmm. he worked and the turnstiles. Turn it was ten pounds like, exactly. So it was just about. <laughs> Making that a living in it alongside, obviously, that, that passion and, and hobby of, of wanting to play. And I think just just one last thing that I wanted to touch on before we, we moved on is we talked about the sort of diversity in terms of players. What about the mindset? What about the lived experience? What about the culture of the settings where where players go? Is that important to have that sort of understanding of intersectionality and that, that sort of thing, not having that group think? Does that mm. have an impact? Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, your environment, it, it says a lot. It, it, it makes a big difference, doesn't mm-hmm. it? And that for a lot, a lot of these girls from inner city London, you know, or wherever it might be, inner city areas, they're coming out of their comfort zone of what they, what they know and what they're used to. So when they go into a brand new environment, you know, they need to see people that kind of look like them mm-hmm. or people that understand them, represent them, you know, for them to feel comfortable. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. In that environment and thrive... Even sounding, it's, it's, it's even even sounding, even like, sounding like as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, do, do, that's what I'm saying. Do, do they have to change? They sound alike. Do you yeah. say? They have so to you change. Don't, she don't get us. Yeah, I'm like, wait. <laughs> I actually didn't hear. Sounding. I was like, wait, what? Sounding. So it's like how yeah. they yeah. sound. Because like sometimes, like for example, me and Farrah was at Parliament <laughs> yesterday, and like there was people who looked like me but spoke mm. like maybe how how a politician spoke and she mm-hmm. was like oh my gosh why does she speak like that mm-hmm. because she doesn't expect her to sound yeah. that way mm-hmm. but I'm like do these girls have to change yeah, because, their characteristics the reason why I say that though it's not just I didn't say that because I'm looking but then it's when the camera say is off and then mm-hmm. you go back to who you are Yes. so mm-hmm. it's like I was saying to Eartha like Eartha can adapt in many situations mm-hmm. so she can go into many different environments mm-hmm. where she comes in here you see now she's with the girls right because yeah, yeah, that's her yeah, that's her yeah. background that's where she grew up but then she can go into like an FA board meeting and all of a sudden she can change her whereas I was saying I don't even consider changing mm-hmm, how mm-hmm, I sound mm-hmm, looks mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. I'm yeah, just yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah whatever yeah, that's yeah, me so yeah. I'm like I'm like you really consider that yeah and then obviously yeah, 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 she was yeah, yeah. talking about the bias behind skin color etc whereas I probably never even thought, thought of it yeah yeah which is madness yeah and it's it's a thing that is it's evident in society isn't mm. it unfortunately um and back to Elfa's question I think absolutely if you if you haven't got the right character I think character is what's going to keep any young player in in a club you know you got to be have thick skin I say to be able to get through when I mean, you're in an environment where it's not your normal habitat mm-hmm. um and you have to have like that steel mentality otherwise you you crumble mm-hmm. yeah. so you know the coaching environments that in the first place to get them there needs to be of that nature where it gets them ready for that environment uh, but until you're there, I guess you don't really know, do you? You could do all the prep you want, but... Yeah, it's an interesting journey, isn't it? Because I think when you first start out, I don't know, you guys might have an opinion on this later. I'd love to hear what you think. But you want to be in an environment where you feel like you belong mm-hmm. and you feel like people are like you, sound like you, talk sound. like you, act like you. <laughs> you know, because we're a little bit more comfortable at these ages when we're developing to be around girls that we like, right? Mm-hmm. But then as you get in later in your career, you know, when I moved to Germany, I didn't understand the word they were saying you know they I thought they were really mean you know they the first English I heard in one of the first trainings they're all speaking German one girl came up to me and she said you are too slow (laughs) I was like oh great this is gonna be fun experience you know going from America and Sweden where they're happy and smiley to like the Germans who were super so you know you do along your career I think hit those um, points where you do have to have that resilience but early on it, it's a little bit harder I would imagine but maybe we can ask the girls as well but is that your experience as well? 
Yeah, I think, I think, like I said, it's down to character. Um, I've got a character mindset. It's hard for me to sometimes look outside of that Mm. and see it from others' perspectives. But if I want, if I got a goal, I'm just going to get it. No, nothing's going to stand in my way. But not everyone's got that mentality, Mm, you know, regardless of my environment, I'm just going to get on with you because I have to get on with you. If if it's that case, Mm. because that's my goal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Do you you find that your girls have, have that grit that they're, that they're determined to get, get the bag or whatever it is that they, they want to go for in terms of their their career? Do do they have that fight in them? They're getting there. They're getting there. there. All right. We've got, we've got some work to do. We've still got work to do. Definitely. Okay. I think just lastly, before we, um, before we go on to our halftime team talk, I think we touched on like potential barriers and obviously we've got great initiatives such as the biggest ever, um, I was going to say soccer game then, football session. Um, happening uh tomorrow but for me it's, it's always like to even take a step further back in terms of looking at what are potential barriers and I know we've done a lot of work around sports bras and actually before they even get into play and enjoying the sport they have to be resourced to even be able to move properly so that actually they can enjoy the activity of whatever it is that we we're going to do so this amazing group today I want to make sure that before we leave here they all get gifted with a personally fitted sports bra courtesy of myself and nike that they'll get at the ever try to tell me that so. this suitcase you bought was a, was a birthday present for somebody <laughs> <laughs> i'm yeah. like whose birthday so yeah. you're not a lucky so girl we're gonna, get, we're gonna gift all these girls yeah. some sports bras so that they're able to move Yay. outside of these sessions as well lied so. to me you never lied to me all right well that wraps up our very very interesting first uh half thank you so much kashana we really appreciate you allowing us to be here and sharing your girls with us thank you so much kashana again moving into our halftime team talk we're going to do a little bit of a football roundup uh, but first, I want to know how many of you guys know about the Conti Cup final? How many of you girls are sitting here today? Raise your hands. Come on. Really high. One, two, three, four. So like four or five. So maybe like, I don't know, a third of you, a fourth of you, maybe no. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I think. We had the Con- Continental Cup final and Arsenal beat Chelsea. Who knows? Three-one. How much? Three-one. <laughs> Um, I could see Farah squirming in her seat yeah, when exactly. uh, <laughs> I read that out. She's a Chelsea fan. Uh, Come on, see? Who's a Chelsea fan? Yes. Yeah. A, wait there, who's a Man United fan? What? Wow. wow. That's about... Where is the Manchester you're not from? Wow. <laughs> How about Arsenal? Who's, who's an Arsenal fan? Okay. Yeah. It's about a quarter of you. All right. And then we had uh, Man United beat Leicester 5-1. Um, and Man City beat Tottenham 3-1. And let's just chat quickly about those And Reading beat West Ham 2-1. Oh. How are you forgetting that? Guys, come on, my old team. There you yeah. go. Yeah, big result. Uh, Reading's on a roll. They're yeah, doing they really well, aren't they? Do you big want to result. kick off with that one then, Far? No, I just think it's a big result. I think Leicester, if you think about how they come back in the new year, yeah. uh, signings they made, they started to pick up points, which meant the gap between themselves and Reading was getting closer. So yeah. Reading were then fighting a little bit of relegation. I think this three points against West Ham certainly pulls them away from that drop zone a little bit more. Big result. They were a goal down as well. And the the winning goal by, by Rachel Rowe, if you haven't seen it, you need to go onto the Barclays um, Instagram and have a look. It's a fantastic strike. And something that Reading, I guess, in, in the past have been used to seeing with her, um, mm-hmm. probably hasn't produced it enough this season. But a fantastic goal. So, yeah, big three points for them. And then let, let's get into the Conti Cup final because you were there, Farah. Um, Arsenal looked 
like they actually believed they were going to win for the first time in a while against a top team, I would say. Are you laughing? I'm, not, I'm, I'm so, so happy. I'm, I'm smiling. Smile. Look at your smile. You never I'm smiled smile. like that before. I know, but I messaged you before the game, yeah, right? And I said, Shame. Arsenal are going to upset. You know what the problem is? And the same happened last season. <laughs> Chelsea are so used to winning, right? It was like they went 1-0 up after a minute and a half. Mm. So we're 90 seconds into a game, 1-0. They probably could have scored a couple of minutes later. The mm-hmm. game looked as if it was going to be easy. And then Arsenal found a way back into it. Mm. And Chelsea looked like they would as Emma said at the end of the game I think I agree with her Chelsea look like a team that have won too many trophies and it never meant anything to them mm. Arsenal look like a team that haven't won a trophy in four years and they were hungry to get silverware mm. and they played like that and that first 45 is probably take out the Lyon game in the Champions League probably the best game they've played all season yep. so it, on the day they totally deserved it and it was horrible as a Chelsea fan to watch how, how, how do you stop that how do you stop that as someone who's so hungry in terms of wanting to be the best at, at the top of your game never won that many trophies no no. <laughs> no 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 but I'm just saying in, in terms of like but I'm saying maybe you've never won trophies but even when we're playing like in training or just like nonsense games that you're still hungry to win and have that desire but I think for me that's a little bit of an excuse of of not winning because no matter what Chelsea always want to win they want to bring silverware home and I don't think not wanting to I think the tactics are all wrong the tactics yeah something's gone wrong 100% if you're you're making changes in your team at 35 minutes that's telling you that you've started the game wrong right they scored um, I can't remember remember? who they took I can't remember the subs they just changed for Lauren James was not in the game Mm -hmm. Kankovic come off didn't she yeah Kankovic come off the number 10 come off so their 10 come off they brought Buchanan on at fullback and then they rotated the system and they brought Lauren James a little bit more central closer to Sam Kerr right but it was too late and then they conceded like minutes after they made that substitution 3-1 at half time the game's dead Mm. I wouldn't say the players didn't want to win that game that's wrong of me to say that Chelsea players didn't want to but I can see what Emma's saying in terms of Arsenal looked hungrier as a team to get silverware whereas Chelsea didn't normally Chelsea can problem solve normally they can play without the ball normally they can play with the ball they couldn't do any of the above like Sam Kerr like worked her socks off but nothing was happening for her yeah. other than the goal. Lauren James completely wasn't in the game how- and Chelsea and Emma Hayes were trying to find a way to get her in mm. and they just wasn't able to. Yeah, so I guess for me like how many different ways... You're not just grilling no, me no, because no, I'm no. Chelsea. No, no, I'm asking. I'm, 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 interest, I'm, interested, I'm, I'm interested to know because obviously Arsenal and Chelsea have played each other so many different times. And literally the one week earlier. Literally. So they're, they're, so they're reading, oh, if this happens, they change it up to this. If this happens, they change it. So finally they've, they're saying anything that they do in terms of changing it up, we, we're going to be ready and prepared for it. We've just got, got to be on our game because obviously the calibre of players are really good. But what we haven't done is we haven't performed really well. So if we turn up on the day as well as doing what we know we need to do in terms of defensively against their tactics, we'll come up on top. So And I think that's why I had that feeling that Arsenal were going to win and they were, they'd were they seen enough of Chelsea. Like there wasn't much more that Let's Chelsea Let's be honest, yeah. All three games they've played, mm-hmm. the draw... The, the Chelsea win last weekend they and then obviously better. Arsenal have been better, better in all three games yeah. Chelsea have been more efficient Yeah. so the difference between the two teams isn't what the game looked like so on the eye if you'd have seen it and without a result you'd have probably said Arsenal would have won all three of them yeah. but they didn't they had no efficiency they created the most chance dominated possession dominated chances but Chelsea always come out on top Yeah. because of the mentality and the know-how Chelsea have a better know-how to win and than I- what Arsenal do 
Arsenal were more efficient they, in this game. For I sure they were. I think they also just have better goal scorers. Who? Like, but, um, Arsenal. Chelsea. 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 Mm-hmm. Because if you look at Black Stenia, she's still quite she still is saying, quite young and she's still fairly new into that. She's a great striker. I've seen her grow mm-hmm. up since she was in the under 20s in Papua New Guinea and she was like head and shoulders way better than many, many strikers at her age then. But she's still fresh into the league. She's still finding her feet. Like you said, mm-hmm. she still got mm-hmm. almost transferred in, in that deal with Alessia Russo. But she's she scored, you know, and I think you need to actually be able to be clinical and just put the ball in the back of the net. And Sam Kerr, for example, you know, some some days she works hard, some days she doesn't, but she does find she finds a way to score. Mm. Most of the time. Kate McCabe, she probably she was hit double figures last year. Mm-hmm. Caitlin Ford, same. Yeah. She's already on seven this year. Caitlin Ford. Yeah. Then you look at Kim Little, always game. always scores from midfield. Mm-hmm. Freedom Arnhem, how many? She won a, a goal. Mm-hmm. So if you look at that Arsenal attack in terms of where goals come from, they probably have a lot more than yeah. where the goals come from. Chelsea, just not against Chelsea. Sam Kerr, like <laughs> she scores, but you know Lauren James has scored a couple, but she's not consistent with that. Yeah, Evan Cuthbert now and then. So yeah. in terms of the attack, probably Arsenal. And and if you look sort of just at the table now, um, Chelsea and Arsenal are sitting at um, twelve games played, and Man City and Man United have fourteen, so they're they're above. So it's Man United with thirty five points, Man City with thirty two, but then Chelsea and Arsenal still have two games in hand. And if Chelsea were to win those games, they would be at the top of the table, and Arsenal would be sitting around second, tie for second with Man City. Um, so so really, Chelsea's in a much better position for that, but. Even if they do win the league, it still means that they can't win the quadruple, mm-hmm. which was, I guess, same what Emma Hayes year. was looking at, right? It's the same as last year. Exact, it's yeah. a repeat. Literally, last year, they opened the season up, lost 3-2 to um, Arsenal. Yeah. This year, they opened the season up and lost to Liverpool 2-1, mm-hmm. right? They lost the Conti Cup last season at the same time to Man City. Mm. They lost the Conti Cup this, this year to Arsenal. They'll probably, go on and, they'll probably go on and win the FA Cup, the league, and then potentially see how far they can get in Champions League. So it's the same. It's a repeat season for them, which is, no one, which begs win the it. question, they're right? Really, like uh, Emma Hayes, good coach. Like, oh, to say. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, I'm just, just saying. In terms of that, that leadership, I think what does that look like now? We know she's obviously a great manager from the credentials, what she's done. But for me, the focus now has to be Champions League, right? Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that they haven't they haven't won. So for yeah. me, as a manager, obviously the league's the league. They're most probably going to win that, but got to be Champions League out, out of the other competitions that they're left in that they have to focus on. And the league is always a fun one too to win, isn't it? Like, like, <laughs> but but then what when you've won it too many it. times, like her excuse, maybe they're not hungry for it. So maybe it's about... The, it's kind of embarrassing though to like win the Champions League but not win your domestic league, isn't it? Like that, as I don't a player, know, I was happy like... when Chelsea men did it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on to yeah. the Man United Leicester City because we were talking about Alessia Russo and the fact that she had scored so few goals this season. And did you you guys watch the women's euros in the summer yes did you see alessia russo's back heel that goal oh was that one of the best goals you've ever seen <laughs> amazing right well she's come into the season and she hasn't really scored that many goals but this past weekend she had a hat trick she finally it felt like she could flow she was playing she was happy um and any thoughts on that game from you guys yeah, I think there was there was two hat tricks, weren't there, at in, in Manchester um this weekend. So it was great to see see that. But yeah, Russo again using her head, using her feet, just showing the calibre of player that she is and again, not signing a contract as yet. Man United must mm. be thinking, is she gonna can we keep her? Um there's gonna be teams who are obviously gonna be looking to try and get that signature, both I think in the UK and abroad. Um but yeah, I think it's she's just keeping her head down, letting her football do the talking. 
which is all you can really do um, and see where, where that takes her. And I think she's not going to be shy of a few offers in terms of teams who want to sign her. So hopefully she stays a red as a Man United fan, but... We we know we know she lives close to Arsenal and grew up there, so that's also a, a possibility. Or, or even abroad, maybe. Do you think she has in her contract because it's not you know it's not one hundred percent that Man United might qualify for Champions League that mm. they have to qualify to be able to keep her? I mean, she's if you're caliber, she has, they, she can walk away. Yeah. yeah, she can walk away. I I to be fair, if they, I think if they go to Champions League, that that, that might is, give them half a chance of keeping yeah. her. Mm. Um, look, they're close to winning the league. They can. Oh, yeah. I reckon. They're up there. They could. They could. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm not. <laughs> I want to look at you. They could potentially win the league, but I think Chelsea will because I think, as I say, Chelsea know how that mentality. I think yeah. Man United are getting closer to that. I still think they're a bit away. Yeah. But the way they're finishing off teams, like, yeah, yeah. they've every chance. I don't it's know. It's, as I say, it it might be a thing where she wants to come back to London. That mm-hmm. could be something that you know sways her towards coming. If it be Arsenal, because London's cool, right? Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the hub. And oh, then go ahead, Man no, City, Man yeah, City, Tottenham. Buddy Shaw back <clears> on it, like no. literally. Um, Hat-trick. She is representing Jamaica like to the fullest. Oh she is, the whole of Carib- the whole, the Caribbean, the whole of the Caribbean. At this point. She's just come mm-hmm. to England and just taken over. She's moving like Notting Hill Carnival <laughs> in the league. I promise <laughs> you, like she's just moving mad. Like, but no, I, I love it for her. Oh, I love it for City. They had a, a again a special kit that they were wearing as well yeah, in terms of International Women's uh, Week as well. Yeah, well and done. The men wore the, the and the men wore the same. But yeah, the the, the football, the like we said, in terms of. Um, City again Tottenham I don't know <laughs> I know Farrah wants to say something but yeah Tottenham are, are not doing doing well when they're sliding further Mate, and further they are down third the table bottom or third bottom. they are third, third bottom. bottom and Brighton has like, two, you know two games because in these two at the beginning of the season we got asked who would finish oh, in the top three here we go again they've heard it every these single two episode next to me right said Tottenham will finish third they are third bottom oh, <laughs> upside down the league. that's what I said you that's said, exactly yeah. what you know, was meant talked so much you didn't allow me to say bottom I said third and then she was like starting ah <laughs> I was going to say bottom, but yeah, but yeah, great to see Clown. in terms of um, Khadija Shaw um, getting those goals and yeah, maybe having again having that striker. No, training. but really, what is going on with Tottenham? That's like, my that's question. my question like, from last last week too. Huge surprise. Huge like they surprise. spent so much money. Record fee for... for They've uh, got all their players coming back. I mean, uh, listen, the injury. fixtures they've had, they've had Chelsea, Arsenal, now Manchester City. So they've had a tough run of games. Yeah. But come on. Uh, look, I Anyone? saw them play in the... Um, team. I watched them play at home in the men's stadium yeah, in, yeah. in Tottenham. And they, they were good. Yeah. They were really good against Man United. And live, it was great to watch them because I wanted to know the same. Like, what is actually <laughs> happening? But they had good movement. They played together as a team. They fought really hard. They just had a few gaps, you know, where they weren't... There was, there's some clearly some standout players. And then mm-hmm. there's clearly some players mm-hmm. that aren't that in that top caliber. And I think where they have those holes, they really suffer. They really bleed. Who's who's the winners in the team? Drew Spence. Okay. Zadorsky. I think Zadorsky's the okay. really oh yeah. she won the She's pick, solid. Yeah. She's a solid back. Who else? Neville. Neville play is play genuinely yeah. she's one of the she no, runs. No, no. Not who's a good player. Who's the winners? Who's people who've got experience of winning? Oh. She's just come in. Yeah, she's brand just come in. That's it. So That's we've got three players who are winners. Yeah. So mentality, we talk, yeah. We talk yeah. about the mentality, we turn about talk about gotcha. the drive. The, Why didn't you consider that when you made your opinion at the beginning of the season? 
Well, we're personable that injured. Yeah, we're uh, looking at. We're looking, so when you ask the question, Bex, yeah, yeah. About I think we should just skip over yeah. that topic. I, I'm, I think I'm done with that. So it's, it's, in summary, I don't think there's enough winners, not enough people that yeah, have that experience of winning. That makes and sense. That could be the the proof in yeah. the pudding in terms of that. Yes, they've brought some players in. Yeah. But as a manager, when you give those instructions, actually, once they cross the line, who is going to take that by the scruff of yeah. the neck and deliver it? And I don't think that they've got that in the personnel in terms of that next level of, of leadership. They've got good players and talented players, yeah, but yeah. to go and deliver and execute, they, they need some more time. It's a good point. All right, well, that wraps up our Boots, Balls and Bras episode for today. Thank you, Kashana, and all of the girls at the Harris Academy, Bermondsey, for that. And don't forget to listen out for tomorrow's International Women's Day Q&A with the girls here. Thank you. Thank you.